Welcome to Middle Grade Mavens, where two author mums discuss their favourite middle grade books, provide recommendations and share insider industry tips for authors trying their hand at middle grade. Julie Ann Grasso is the author of the Frankie DuPont mystery series, cupcake enthusiast and part-time library book wrangler. Pamela Eucherman is a writer, dancer and homeschooling mum who sometimes finds time for sleep. Both Julie and Pamela devour middle grade books, not only for research, but to share with their combined brood of four munchkins. Hi, Pamela, and welcome back to Middle Grade Mavens. This is our 72nd episode and our first official review episode in 2021. Yeah, Happy New Year, Julie and everyone. Good to be back. Yes. <laughs> So what's been happening? Yeah, well, we've had a we've had a bit of a break. We've had a nice break. <laughs> Hasn't been the best of summers in Melbourne, I have to say. We haven't had that the greatest of weather, but we've been chilling out and going to the beach and reading and gardening and, and so on. But yeah, I've been yeah. It's been very nice to read some um adult books or not, you know, grown-up books. <laughs> yes. yes. I um <laughs> Thanks to you, Julie. I read um, Matt Haig's *The Midnight Library*, and I read. Oh, which was just, I want to read oh, that. You have to. It's so good. Um, I read it right after *Phosphorescence* by Julie Bed, which is you know I'd seen recommended everywhere. Um, and it was brilliant, brilliant, and *The yep. Midnight Library* was just a perfect follow-up to *Phosphorescence*. Oh, nice. That was good. Um, and I just finished *All Our Shimmering Skies* by Trent Dalton, which was. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I wish I could write like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. A bit of Helen Gardner, a bit of Stephen Fry, and yes, got started on some middle grade books for some upcoming episodes. <laughs> Yay. Because <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> um, and I've also been reading a lot of poetry and learning about more about writing poetry, which I was doing last year, but even more now, and some yep. Shakespeare because I'm doing – Shakespeare with the boys for homeschool and and we're now back at homeschool and all all the things which is really lovely really nice to be back into routine with sports and everything because we haven't really been in a proper routine since March last year so yes um, yeah this is our first week with everything full on and it's 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 tiring but it's so fun (laughs) yeah that's so good so good yeah so what about you Julie Oh, well, our school holidays were a bit befrazzling. Um, Girl Wonder got stuck in Brisbane with my sister and parents over that lockdown. Yes. Um, It was actually pretty great. Well, let me rephrase. It was pretty great for her because she got to learn. She got to have like 11 days with with mum sewing and riding the bike with dad and Linda got to have, you know, lots of time with her cooking and but yeah it was a bit worrisome for Linda because she needed to get back for work so I was like oh yeah and anyway um you know lots of cancelled flights and rebooking and Mm -hmm. oh eventually made it home with an exemption and it was right on the night that Brisbane went back to being an orange zone so they they kind of didn't need the exemption and so I sort of was told I could go and pick them up from the airport. I'll just have to take them for a COVID test. And, you know, when you sort of hear that and you, in your mind, you think this is not true. Well, it wasn't true. I had to actually 
have a test as well and isolate with them. So mm. didn't have any clothes. I mean, it was at Linda's house. So it was wonderful, actually, <laughs> just reading, um, listening to audiobooks, reading, having Uber Eats. It was a bit of a mini, <laughs> mini break. <laughs> so, nice. Nice. I mean, yeah. I don't think Danny was having quite as much fun <laughs> as we were, but um yeah it was oh. it was good it was just so get good to nice. get g back and nice actually oh they are she's <laughs> never been anywhere like that by herself so no. well, well Joe, with linda but yeah and um manga boy was at his at my grand at my parents his grandparents for six days so we both had <laughs> that's right yeah the big yes. kids away it's, it's it's just a new phase isn't it it is, yeah. I'm not sure she'll do it again, to be honest, because oh. I think she's a bit scared about, you know, getting stuck. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I haven't read anything other than a Maven's book over the six weeks. It's just, yeah, so I'll have to leave the recommendations up to you, Pamela. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh well. Anyway. Speaking of which, it's, it's nice to be back podcasting. We, we had fun. It is. Um, with our interview with Danny V from Words and Nerds a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, yes. Isn't she gorgeous? Yeah, it was a nice little, yep. little, little tiny step back into it. Um, but we have got such an amazing lineup of reviews and interviews over the coming months. I'm so excited for them. Yes. And we've kind of decided that um, we're going to actually split up our interviews to be the, an episode of their own in the following week after our reviews because we just we feel like they're getting pretty long and we mm. want to you know we want to give everyone um a really good you know turn yeah. <laughs> so and it gives talking. us more content to publish so yeah so look forward to I might I'll say weekly but you know just in case it isn't <laughs> <laughs> slightly different uh, format let's put it that yeah way. <laughs> a little bit of a different format but, um, well, after hearing yeah. all of Danny's like plans and what she's done for summer, I was just like, I am oh. exhausted uh, and we yeah. have done nothing. Oh. So, yeah. Danny, she's just, she's, I don't know how she's she a does it. Powerhouse. Oh, I don't know how yeah. she gets through the books that fast, but amazing. No, and um, all the interviews. Yeah, and all the interviews. Speaking of which, shall we start our 2021 review season? Let's do what it. is the title of today's book? So today I'm reviewing We Are Wolves by Katrina Nanestad, published by ABC Books, an imprint of HarperCollins Australia, on the 29th of October 2020. So this is a book from last year. Oh, and would you share the jacket blurb with us? Yes. Sometimes it's good to be wild. When the Russian army marches into East Prussia at the end of the war, the wolf family must flee. Liesel, Otto and their baby sister Mia find themselves lost, alone, in a blizzard, in the middle of a war zone. Liesel has promised Mama that she will keep her brother and sister safe. But sometimes to survive, you have to do bad things, dangerous things, wild things. Sometimes to survive, you must become a wolf. It just is amazing, doesn't it? Mm, what genre would you class this as? Yeah, this is, this is historical fiction. Um, and I read the blurb of, I skimmed the blurb of it a while back and I think it was offered to us and I didn't notice it. And then I saw it in a bookshop and thought, oh, that looks gorgeous. And I skimmed the back of it and thought it was about wolves. Um, and then another time I looked at it and read it properly and went, oh, it's not. Okay. Um, I need to read this. <laughs> so 
I went back to my emails where I had been offered it and I said, can I actually have that book, please? <laughs> so I'm very glad I did. And what is the estimated word count? I'd say it's about 70 to 75,000 words. About that. Mm. Yeah. So tell us about it. So Lisa Wolf is the eldest of the Wolf children. They're not wolves, obviously. It's their surname. It's yep. 1945. It's in East Prussia and war is raging. All of the able-bodied men have long been gone fighting for the Germans. But so far, the Wolf family have escaped the worst effects of the war. They have learned to mend shoes and eat frugally. Lisa Wolf is sure that Hitler will soon win the war for Germany and that her life will be filled with wonderful food, ice cream and puppy dogs. But then they come for the less abled and Liesl's father is conscripted. Just a few months later, a telegram arrives, the telegram that they all dread. But that's not the worst of it. German soldiers who only recently marched off to war full of enthusiasm and hope return battered and broken. They tell the residents to flee immediately. The Russians are coming and burning down the towns and villages, taking whatever they want. Liesl can't believe it, but with her mother, Oma, Opa, brother Otto and baby sister Mia, they load up the cart and head off with the rest of town. Her mother makes her swear that whatever happens, she will take care of her siblings. But Liesl can't believe that anything bad could happen when Germany is so close to winning the war. But as they travel further and further away from their home towards the north coast, Liesl begins to see the reality. They are not winning the war. In fact, she hears that Hitler is dead. And a harsh winter makes it more and more difficult for her grandparents to travel. Her grandparents force Liesl and her siblings and their mother to go on, but then they are separated from their mother. And Liesl, Otto and Mia are forced to survive in the forest by themselves, sometimes helped by Germans, sometimes helped by Russians and eventually Lithuanians. They become what is much later known in real life as the Wolfskinder. Oh, wow. <sighs> It sounds amazing. Yeah. And what was your overall enjoyment? Yeah, it's, yeah, it is amazing. Katrina has created a beautiful story that appeals to children and it's, you know, set around a very little known aspect of World War II. Um, you can tell from the story that she's tiptoed very carefully between being honest to the stories of those children who, who lived this life um, and keeping the content as mild as possible. And yeah. there are some, yeah, and there's some great lessons for today's children. Liesl um, was born when the Nazi party first came to power. So she's been brought up with Hitler's propaganda that he will win the war and that German will be a wonderful, Germany will be a wonderful place. And the war so far has meant little to her family in East Prussia, but her parents, while too scared to admit it, know that the truth is something else. And, and Liesl's confused by this. She dreams of a wonderful unified Germany, the celebration and the abundance of winning the war. And then as her situation becomes um, dire and she's exposed to reality, she realises that she be, she's been taught a lie. And she also realises that there are good people and bad people on both sides of the war. And, and more than once she's saved by the kindness of strangers. And so these are all, um, you know, some great things to discuss with children about, about what happened and, and just about war in general. Um, identity is another theme that's explored. The Wilf children know that their German identities are a danger to them when they're taken in by a Lithuanian family. And um, Liesl grieves as her siblings sink further into their Lithuanian identities and language. So they have to sort of give up their German, you know, yes. their German language and their German background in, in, in everything but their sort of, you know, in their minds. Um, and then, of course, resilience and courage are made major themes the resilience of the children to survive such harsh, harsh conditions when all hope is lost, the absence of feeling 
um, of a feeling of courage when faced with terrifying circumstances, but going on anyway. And yeah, it's an important and difficult story, really beautifully told and, and as relevant to today's readers as it ever was. I, I couldn't put it down and I think there were a few tears, but um, oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the ending is an uplifting one. So yeah, really nice. Wow. And who will love this book? What age would you recommend it for? Uh, the recommended age for this book is 10 plus, And I'd agree with that. Um, I would use caution with sensitive children at the lower end of that. And perhaps it's better than as a, as a read aloud or read together um, just so you can discuss things. Um, yeah. I'm planning on using this as a homeschool read aloud with my boys. And, you know, my youngest is eight, but I think you'll be fine with it. Um, and because they're quite interested in history and they have been learning a lot about World War II. Um, so I think they'll be fine with it. And it's, it's a great compliment to um, D. White's Beyond Belief, which I reviewed last year, um, which shows another side of World War II. Um, and also Suzanne Gervais upcoming The Heroes of the Secret Underground, which I'll be reviewing in the near future. There seems to be a few, um, yeah, historical fictions based around World War II at the moment. I think there's one or two other ones that have been recent or coming up. So, um yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me noticing them or if there is actually a resurgence a little bit, but um Yes. Yeah, so a great great one for teachers and librarians. So, so there you Lovely. go. Yeah. Wow. And I, I had a great chat with Katrina, so listen out for the interview um when that pops up. Yes, next week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say when, just in case we hadn't yeah. decided it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Julie, so your turn. What is the title of your book today? Yeah, today's book is Tiger Daughter by Rebecca Lim, published by Alan and Unwin on February, oh, it's tomorrow, February 2nd, 2021. Hmm. Well, it won't be tomorrow by the time this is live, but it's tomorrow now. True. <laughs> <laughs> Be recorded, folks. Yes, okay. I forget. <laughs> Would you share the back jacket blurb with us, please? Sure. Wernjo is determined to create a future for herself that is more satisfying than the life her parents expect her to lead. Equal parts heartbreaking and hopeful, Tiger Daughter is a wonderfully compelling and authentic own voices novel about growing up Asian in Australia. What I feel most days is that nothing is ever going to change, that my life won't even start and that I'll be stuck like this forever. Wern Jo is the daughter and only child of Chinese immigrants whose move to the lucky country has proven to be not so lucky. Wern and her friend Henry Xiao, whose mum and dad are also struggling immigrants, both dream of escape from their unhappy circumstances and form a plan to sit an entrance exam to a selective high school far from home. But when tragedy strikes, it will take all of Wern's resilience and resourcefulness to get herself and Henry through the storm that follows. Tiger Daughter is a novel that will grab hold of you and not let you go. And you, you, you've been talking to me about this as you read it. Yes. I really want to read it. I have a book of Rebecca yes. Lynch that was recommended to me quite a while ago. Um, it's a fantasy. It's a little bit old for my kids, so we've kind of put it on the shelf, but I'm planning to read it now. Yes, <laughs> yes, you need to, yeah. <laughs> and then you need to send it to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to. Um, so obviously this isn't fantasy. What genre is it? Yeah, this is an upper middle grade own voices contemporary, I'd 
call it. Okay, nice. Yeah. And the word count? I'd say about 60,000. Okay, so good. Not too long. Um, can you tell us more about it? Yeah. Wernjo and her friend Henry Xiao are two immigrant kids that have bonded not only in their outsider status at school, they've bonded because home is also a desolate place of expectations unmet and unwielding. Wern's father, a doctor who cannot pass the specialist exams, takes a job in a restaurant, keeping Wern and her mother chained to him apart from school, while Henry's mother suffers from what I can assume is clinical depression, his father doing every, everything possible to keep the family afloat with his job at the fresh food market. Wern and Henry have one chance at a different existence, the selective school at the beach that can change everything. Wow, this sounds um, quite quite relevant, I think, to lots of families yeah. in Australia. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so tell us more about your enjoyment because I know you enjoyed this book. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd have to say it's. Oh, I have to pause and just sit a moment in awe of this book. For the most part, I think I was actually holding my breath, unsure if I could possibly take another <laughs> for fear of oh. losing you know, the waterfall that was sitting just behind my eyes. Um, I think Rebecca Lim is actually a master at taking you into the lives of these two kids' families and showing you the deep chasm of despair that is actually really apparent for them, not only as migrant children, but as children in general who have to fight every day of their lives just to exist, to fit in, to have food on the table, to have freedom to choose what they do and don't do in this world. For the lives of Wern and Henry, these choices and freedoms are not assumed. So when tragedy strikes Henry's family, Wern holds on to the only thing that is important, the entrance exam. But Henry can't study if he doesn't have any food. Wern will not let that happen, taking the scraps of her dinner just to ensure Henry can keep his mind active. That is, even though her father would disapprove and her mother is a caged animal doing everything in her power to keep Wern's father happy. By taking food and the extra schoolwork Wern's teacher has prepared for Henry, Wern starts a tiny revolution of sorts, not just in her own heart, but in the hearts of the broken Henry, his desolate father, his flightless bird of a mother, her, her flightless bird of a mother and her perilously angry father. Through her defiant kindness, Wern sees her mother begin to flourish into the person she used to be. And a change like that can only bring about one thing, a revolution in Wern's family, one that even her father is powerless to defy. In short, this book was raw and brave, delicious and desolate, but one thing that trumps them all, full of hope. Oh, gorgeous. It was just oh. so good. And you know how I feel about contemporary. Yeah, I know. I find it really hard to get into, but I was yeah. just gripped from the first page. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to be a little bit um, nervous and fangirly because I'm interviewing Rebecca oh. later in the week and I'm, I think I'm going to stumble over my words. Just wow. don't know what to say. This so is amazing. Was, yeah, this is amazing for you because I've never seen you so is. excited about contemporary. Never, never. Wow. I don't think I ever will be again. <laughs> Perhaps unless she writes another one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to read it. You are. I'm going to oh. send it to you. 
Awesome. Yep. So apart from you and I, who will love this? Yes. Book? What age do you think? Well, as I said, it's an upper middle grade and I actually think it should be on every classroom shelf, to be honest. I'd probably say um, 10, 10 plus. Mm-hmm. But I think stories like this must be told and should be told. And I don't think it's too early in the year to declare this will be on my best of 2021 end of year list. First <gasps> review up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, that's going to be a really, I can see, because I've already had a few books come in yes. and I've read a couple of them and it's going to be a tough list this year. <laughs> it really is. is. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. So that's it. That's our first review back 2021 you will not defeat us 2020 (laughs) yeah and I guess we better say good night and we hope you'll join us next week when I interview Rebecca Lim absolutely and if you are enjoying our episodes please please leave us a review review (laughs) we've we've only been begging for a year now and still oh no we've got a few but (laughs) not many would help us um in the ranks and it would help us get noticed um and just make us feel like people are listening and enjoying this as much as we are (laughs) because we do enjoy it we do enjoy it of course so please do leave us a review and we will be back next week with interviews yeah till next time all righty till next time thanks for dropping by middle grade mavens if you'd like to know more about the mavens log on to middlegradepodcast.com or to find Julie online, drop by julieandgrassobooks.com. And to find Pamela, stop by www.ueckermann.net. <laughs>